we will inevitably all have to go to one of the Disney theme parks, Disney bounding as Doug. Oh, no. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what are, who, are we all going to be Doug? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Not a choice. Jim can be pork chop. There you go. Arf, arf, sir. Yeah, me and Sam are Doug and Jim's pork chop. <laughs> and we're just like, we can't get in trouble. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna know? Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. It's me. I'm Uncle Grunty. And Jim. Mike said I was in charge in the warm-ups for this one. You're all fucked. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, today we cover episode 35, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. In episode 35... Part one's title is Doug's Hot Property. Not at all, Doug. If you're following along <laughs> at home, we should note that uh, if you do a YouTube search for Doug episode 35, that's not episode 35. <laughs> We're back to the time break, sort of. Right. This is not the time break. These are the dark episodes, the forbidden episodes, those that were not meant to be seen by the eyes of man nor beast. That's why I had to purchase them and then show them to you it's guys afterwards. $2 down in the toilet. Yeah, dollars have been given to the Disney Corporation to consume a subpar product. Noted that <laughs> nobody has done over the past year. Oh, God. These are not on Disney Plus. These must be purchased piecemeal. And this is how much we love you, dear viewer, is we spent money on Doug. Yeah, if you people spend money on this, I cannot stress this enough. You are no longer listened to the podcast. You cannot do it. We will not allow you to listen to the podcast anymore. <laughs> no, do it, please. <laughs> if I had to buy this, then you guys do too. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I found it for free on a very good and legal website. Oh, yeah, good. I didn't go to that one. <laughs> It only gave me 12 viruses when I tried to download it. It's no big deal. <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> Just imagining the person who has come up with a virus that exclusively targets people who download Doug for free. Right, it's specifically only for the Doug episode. Like, ever, any other thing you download from that site it's is fine. totally cool. But the Doug one, it's just like, alert, alert, get him. Just like, you get an email that says, look, dude, do you want to talk? <laughs> Right. It's just like I think you've got some nice. stuff going on in your life right now. They just mail you a check for fifty dollars and say get yourself straight. Yeah, buy it <laughs> buy something better. <laughs> yeah. Have you considered using your internet connection to get literally anything else? <laughs> like another TV show. Or weird <laughs> pornography. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those letters that you get when uh you torrent something illegally, uh, and they catch you doing it, but it's just like please torrent anything else <laughs> it just sends you like a what to torrent next uh yes. <laughs> list. based on these based on what you've watched you should watch something else <laughs> oh, are you man. trapped in the 90s there's a number of decent films that came out in the 90s there's also <laughs> other childish nonsense that you would no doubt enjoy a great deal more hey you know that movie aladdin 
There was a crappy spin-off of it. There was a TV show that wasn't entirely bad. It has Homer Simpson as the genie. It's not half bad. Is it called Aladdin? Yes. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, I know that property. Right. Yeah, I can I interact with that brand. <laughs> I remember the thing. It's a brand that I experienced some manner of interaction with in my youth and thus have fond memories of, despite its objective presence and or lack of value. Well, also, there was one time that Aladdin got turned into a snake man. It was really kind of fucked up. Sick. Well, speaking of having nostalgia for things that you are attached to, this is an episode of Doug about comics again. Uh, But, like, specifically, rather than, like, uh, writing Doug's own comic, it's about, like, a comic that exists in the Doug universe that Doug is super into, and he wants to collect all of them. Man, oh, Uh, steel, man. It is also interesting in that uh, you see a difference between jim jenkins nostalgia for the thing that he wasted his childhood on and his contempt for things that modern kids are wasting their childhoods on (laughs) i can't imagine like i have to assume that this will come for us that there will be something that the zoomers do that we find utterly alien and repulsive why can't they just be playing video games but when Doug got big into video games, it was characterized as some horrible outside influence that was eating his life up and ruining him as a person. Whereas in this, his obsession with comic books is presented in a, well, of course, every growing kid does that. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, I only assume that the thing that'll get us in the future is when everyone throw, decides that it's only moral to throw all their video games in the garbage. <laughs> and we go, No! <laughs> We will dive defending the Steam servers. <laughs> now, in this episode, Doug imagines himself as a superhero, and you're just, you might think, oh, oh, he imagines himself as Quail Man. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he imagines himself as one with powers. <laughs> he, imagines himself, he imagines himself as a person who collects comic books. That's his superpower. <laughs> it's a good Which power. Which lame as hell. <laughs> just the Some, worst. Somehow lamer than Quail Man. <laughs> yes. It's like arm oh. fall off, lad. <laughs> of course, a matter eater, lad. Well, this one begins with Doug in the comic book store, and he's bargaining with Mr. Sully, who is the owner of Sully's Comic and Book Nook. He says that he would offer Mr. Sully three brainwave womans, four human cyclones, and one yo-yo girl for Mano Steel Man number 45 which was the last issue by the original creator, Darby Blue. Is, is this a thing? Like, do people bargain comic books with the stores? No, absolutely. <laughs> it does not happen. If you have a used comic book, no one is going to buy that off of you other than, like, a used bookstore, and they're not going to pay you anything for it. Well, I mean, this is a used bookstore, right? Right, this right, is... right. No, but they don't, you can't trade it in. Like, okay. Yeah. Nobody's going to trade it in. They will occasionally give you some amount of money per old comic book. I recall that when you uh, had to move out, Sam, and you left behind the crate full of comics, <laughs> we did end up offloading those for what added up to a non trivial amount of money. But that was just because, well, you had a crate full yes. of them. <laughs> Sam, did you know that he did this? Do you know that he sold yes, your comics? I told him to. 
Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I thought for a minute you were going to be like, wait a minute. I told you to keep those in no, chairs. No, we kicked them. him out of the house explicitly so he could sell his comics. That was entirely the purpose. The crate was like that. 70 pounds and I couldn't take it with me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, How many moving it was, was a tremendous pain in the ass. Holy shit. Wow. Well, your legacy, your your Doug legacy of collecting all the Man of Steel mans, you are no longer comic book collector boy. No, I lost my powers alongside Doug. God damn. Well, uh, Sully is like, no, that's a terrible deal. And then Doug offers to throw in five issues of the Lumpy Squad. And Sully's like, great. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, the Lumpy Squad has to be a '90s comics reference. Back me up on this. Sam. It's probably Doom Patrol. What's that? Doom Patrol is a collection of uh, weird and screwball superheroes that deal with weird and screwball uh, situations. Were they lumpy? Uh, one of them was. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember her name. It's like Elastigirl, I think. She had like elasticity for power, but it would turn out gross like at, at least in the tv show <laughs> wait you know what i think it is lumpy is the name of chewbacca's kid in the star wars christmas special <laughs> yes the lumpy squad is the comic based on the star wars christmas the lumpy special. squad based on when lumpy grows up and discovers he has a taste for blood and learns <laughs> to kill yes and all the dialogue in Lumpy Squad is just no subtitles. No, yeah, there's there is no one subtitles. human, but the only thing he ever says is, "What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Please help! I'm there's, lost." There's a human narrator who like will be like every fourth panel and explains what's going on. <laughs> just, They're still arguing about whose turn it is to do the dishes. <laughs> Will the Lumpy Squad ever get along? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, so it turns out uh, that Sully's like, fine, fuck you, I'll take it. And Doug is pumped because he has everything but issue number one of Man of Steel Man. And it turns out that Sully has just gotten number one and he's got it hidden away in his drawer that's in the front of the store. And he says, it's not for sale, it's priceless, and took ten years to find. He says it's not for sale as he puts it on display. <laughs> yeah. It's probably just not for sale to Doug, because Doug's broke, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to trade it in for some fucking issues of Lumpy Squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he puts it on display, and, and also he, he hugs it, which probably, like, ruins its value, uh-huh. right? Because he's like totally ruins like crinkling it and bending it yeah if you can find a single episode of any old comic book that does not have some weird old man sweat on it i don't (laughs) think it's real of course yeah he lets doug touch it and doug has to like wipe his hands first but then he gets his grubby little mitts all over it (laughs) yeah he wipes his hands on a you probably a used handkerchief from his pocket It's just, like, covered in snot and stuff. <laughs> and cookies. <laughs> it's just cookies. <laughs> and, uh, and then Sully's just like, ooh, cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah, he said, let's Doug touch it. He just like, let's Doug like rifle through it. Yeah, like Doug like, he like sniffs it. He like fans the pages, which probably like rips the spine of it, right? Like, it's definitely not a great idea to do with a priceless comic. Well, just get your gross, tiny child fingers all over the prize of my collection, something I've worked (laughs) 10 years on. I don't give a shit. Yeah. There is a, uh, and also in classic, like, old comic book fashion, there is an advertisement for, like, muscle powder on the back, but the person on the back who's taking the muscle powder is Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And he turns into buff Doug. A character we have repeatedly seen and enjoyed on this program. My favorite Mm. fantasy. Indeed. (laughs) Well, Doug says... The rarest man of steel man in the world. The only thing I really, really wanted in my whole life, right here in my own two hands. Didn't you just say the one you wanted was 45, Doug? Well, no, that was the, the like the shit consolation prize because that he could buy with trash old lumpy squads. This one is what he's ever really wanted. This is all he wants. The only thing. Exactly. Fuck off, Doug. <laughs> I, I like uh, in the back of this store. There's a bunch of like weird advertisements. There's a uh, there's an ad for Flying Man, which is one of the heroes. Well, I mean, he gets right to the point, I guess. It's <laughs> a good true. superhero concept. He's a man. He flies. What else you need? There's a uh, there's a there's a sign for Helmet Helmet, uh, and Beach Man. And there is also there's also a sign on the back, just over the top of the door, that just says in all caps, very aggressively. It says, "Go home and read." They should have one of the superheroes should have been the Bluffington Creamer. <laughs> oh no! I didn't say cream in this episode. I just I oh just shit! You're right. Well, I guess there's yeah. no like fighting in this one, which is weird. Yeah, given given that there's extensive superhero uh, uh, imagination <laughs> sequences. Yeah, I guess nobody does get creamed. Wow, huh? That is very rare. We found it, boys. We did it. We found the one episode. <laughs> That's probably why it's not on YouTube. Only right. only the cream episodes. Yeah, the superhero <laughs> episode with zero even nothing even approaching violence. Yeah. Like huh. Quail Man episodes get closer to it. Yeah, with like the quail eye and shit. Huh. Yeah. And blowing up TVs. Oh true. And uh knocking down a blimp or a building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Doug says they they kind of cut from this and they go into they're at the arcade again. Master Blaster Arcade. Yeah, shit, fuck yeah, I love Master Blaster Arcade. You got to play on each other's shoulders. Be a great gimmick, <laughs> indeed. Be utterly insufferable. Go out of business inside of a week, but the yes. content would be fantastic. Yes. As always, they have, uh, of course, they have bagged the nematode there, but also other games include Turbo Weasel, Power Play, Wild Cat, Astro Worm, and Space. <laughs> Jim's favorite game. I want to play Space. Maybe, yeah, Jim will only like it if it's boring. <laughs> I guarantee you, Space is boring. It's, it's big and it's empty, and you have to think very far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bag the nematode is for jocks and space is for Although, nerds. I mean, I started playing Stellaris, so I guess I'm also in the boring space game camp now. Yeah, I've been there for a while, too, but it's just fun to put Jim there. <laughs> it turns out when you're stuck in uh, isolated space for a very long time and you want something that'll just devour an entire day without you noticing, watching as your little ships fly back and forth is soothing. Space. Wonderful. Metronome-like. <laughs> Well, uh, nobody in the arcade is playing the space game, though, so I had to tell you. Yeah, it was a really (laughs) shitty idea for an arcade game. I'm not going to fucking lie. Yeah. Uh, Skeeter, though, is playing Bag the Nematode, the classic game, uh, but the control scheme has changed, so he is only pushing one button repeatedly, and the stick is no longer there. Perfect. (laughs) Very good. They've optimized the play. God damn casuals. <laughs> He's never gonna get on the the leaderboard with a what was it pork chop quail dog? <laughs> yes, pork chop quail dog and skunky Beaumont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Doug is saying out loud, he's saying that he'd give anything to have this comic. He did have a line before this that I want to bring up was even if I found one, I could never afford it. What was the point of even collecting them? There is no point. <laughs> There's no oh. point. Don't do it. <laughs> if you have all of them, what do you get, Doug? You get a sick achievement. and you get One drop <laughs> of serotonin. Yeah. You, well, now you get to look at them every day and not read them. <laughs> Just smile <laughs> contently. Yeah. You accomplished the goal, and then you get to tell your grandkids about that, that you did a goal. <laughs> and they tell you to shut up because they're rude teenagers. Yes, they tell you, shut up, Grandpa, I'm in the middle of a Fortnite game. (laughs) Shut up, Grandpa, I'm trying to get laid. (laughs) Right. Grandpa, Grandpa, how did you get to my date? (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa, stop talking about comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, so he's like, man, what are the chances I'd be able to get it? There's only 75 copies in the entire world. Huh. Uh. Weird. Not not a very popular comic then, I guess. (laughs) I guess not. It's a local thing. Bluffington is a monoculture. It's the reason why nothing here ever was exported. I wonder how many kinds of action comics are. I'm going to look that up. (laughs) And it's weird because later we learn that there have only been 100 episodes of man of steel man right so if there's only 75 copies of the first episode like i i feel like that's very small for something that well i guess maybe just this entire comic was a short run the right? uh, maybe? action comics number one only has 50 to 100 left hmm. okay well, left okay that would make some sense just because these were printed on very cheap shitty paper yeah and they got sent to world war ii <laughs> I imagine that's the same thing with Man of Steel Man, right? It's yeah. just yeah. made of toilet paper. <laughs> like, you probably at this point, if you exposed any of those to open air, they would immediately collapse and die. If you let Doug hug and smell them. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, and on right on cue, a sketchy man comes up to Doug. <laughs> he is wearing sunglasses and looking all around. And he's like, hey, you like comics? The Amazing Man. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's my favorite. Hey, listen, if you're interested, I got a friend with a whole bunch of comics he's trying to get rid of. 
We'll note that Billy West here uh, sort of dips in and out of the fry from Futurama voice. Well, it's yeah. true. Well, I mean, maybe he's just practicing for a sketchy boy. <laughs> well, the villain later on is 100% Professor Farnsworth. Yep. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Huh, I didn't think about that. Well, there you go. He's just practicing. Do they happen in the same universe? <laughs> oh, Dog theory. Shit. The answer is no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Well, uh, this guy's just like, oh, yeah, this amazing man. He's my favorite. I got comics in the back. <laughs> and then Doug fails every level of Stranger Danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If this, if this, like, is supposed to be the moral of this, it's not just like, hey, follow sketchy dudes out to the parking lot and just get in their car. Want to see right? my trunk? <laughs> yeah. Look, that's basically I've what acquired happens. these through legitimate purposes, and let's be real, most of the reason I got these was in the hopes of finding some porn, and now I'm just stuck with a bunch of comic books. Right. I've made terrible decisions with my life. Yeah, so we follow this sketchy boy out into the parking lot, wherein he, 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 he shows Doug that his friend has his entire trunk, the entire trunk of his car is just filled with piles of comics. Right? Just like the worst loot imaginable. <laughs> um, and Doug, ever oblivious as hell, is just going through the comics. He's just like reading them off one by one. Like he doesn't see any sort of like issue with this. He's just like, yeah, oh, wow, a traveling salesman. <laughs> oh, hey, literally the list of comics that I gave to uh, Mr. What's-His-Face earlier in the episode. Yeah, you Weird. literally see Yo-Yo Girl comics uh, on the pile. He also names a few of them, though. There's King Quacky, and then there's fucking Uncle Grunty in his barnyard gang. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uncle Grunty in the barnyard gang being revealed to have an entire comic book is deeply upsetting to me, and I wish it to stop. Well, it's upsetting because Doug doesn't like it, whereas he was so fucking amped to watch the TV show, right? Oh, he loves the TV show, just can't fucking stand the comic. I guess it's sort of like the Garfield and Friends TV show, which was great. And then Garfield the comic is bad. (laughs) They're both bad. (laughs) I mean, I guess they are. I remember liking the Garfield parts of the Garfield and Friends TV show. I remember liking U.S. Acres better than I liked the Garfield parts. Well, this is the real schism of the podcast. (laughs) Now that we're back in the dark times, we must re-schism. Indeed, indeed. Oh, man. Well, he also reads through, he says, there is My Little Flouncy, and there is Super Ginseng. Super Ginseng is absolutely some kind of weird orientalist racist thing. Probably. Like the old immortal Iron Fist where it was like, okay, yes, behold, the one white guy who's been taught martial arts, and so he's much better at it than any Asian people. (laughs) Of course. The Last Samurai. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, right underneath all of these garbage comics is Man of Steel Man issue one. It's right there in the in the same plastic container that it was in the shop. Like Doug is like, oh shit, it's right there. And Skeeter's like, hey, it's priceless. And then Doug punches him the hell over. And Skeeter just falls over and, like, gulps. Man of Steel Man, number one. Just lying in a trunk like it was an ordinary comic book. I wondered if he knew what he had. Wow, Doug. They got 
that priceless issue. I guess this one's okay. And yeah, there is violence in this one, and it is Doug beating the shit out of his friend. Repeatedly, too. Yeah, to shut up so I can grift these teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I can grift these themes. <laughs> You're about to make my purchasing stolen merchandise harder, Skeeter. What the fuck are you doing? And so he just fucking pushes him onto the pavement. <laughs> Skeeter, like, he, like, full-on topples over. Uh, but Doug, he, uh, Doug plays it cool, though. He says, hey, man, it's not in mint condition. Look over here at all these finger marks that are mine. <laughs> yes, but you did. <laughs> yeah. That was you. <laughs> Look at this rolled spine that I also did and this tear in the side. And Skeeter pops up not having any harsh feelings towards his buddy who has just inflicted violence upon him to try to fuck up the negotiation again. (laughs) He's just like, hey, Doug, you should give that guy a lot of money for that. And then Doug beats his ass again. Oh, man. Well, eventually the guy is like, hey... This one's worth a lot because it's in a binder. And Doug's like, how about a cool $15 for it? <laughs> Sold. Sold, baby. And the, the, the villains speed off while Skeeter honks and hollers into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine hitting, uh, trying to rob a place. Because we obviously we find out later that that these are stolen comics. Uh, but right. just imagine just robbing a place and taking comic books. <laughs> right. And then <laughs> grab all of the comic books. Those are definitely the valuable thing and not, you know, the cash register. Right. Imagine, like, robbing a used bookstore. Like, I mean, sure, maybe there are, like, valuable, uh, like, antique books or something in there, but they would be in like glass cases or something you'd know what to take as opposed to what we find out later literally every comic book <laughs> yep <laughs> just like escaping out the door with like a, a duffel bag of comic books just like the loose comic books the yeah. least valuable thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh no, you robbed the newspaper stand of the newspapers. <laughs> now, you, now you're trying to sell the newspaper to <laughs> 11-year-olds in the arcade. Yes. Out of your trunk. Like It's just the dumbest goddamn idea. <laughs> like, okay, I'll give credit. This is, we finally seen an answer to a question Sam asked way back in the dawn of the podcast. Where are the rowdy teens? Oh shit. Here they are. This is their idea of being rowdy. It's true, yeah, robbing the comic book store, shit. Also, I can't imagine that the teens the teens had to have gone into the store to rob it, right? They would have uh-huh. seen the Man of Steel Man, like, on the display. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and there, were, <sighs> there were a number of displays behind the cash register, yeah. right? And they were all filled, so I imagine that, like, just take those guys or something or... Just take the cash and the cash register and leave. Be a good teen. <laughs> <laughs> and later we find that, like, uh, the comic book store owner guy, like, is blaming the kids for it. So they must have done it 
Well, okay. Did they? Does that mean that they took it while the store was open? So the guy's like, "Oh, they I disappeared while they I was on break." I don't think it well at all. I guess. Hmm. Like, well, okay, they got it, and this guy maybe just assumes that kids must have done it on the grounds that they took the comic books and nothing else because they're incredibly stupid. <laughs> sure. Based on the ineptitude of the thieves, it must have been kids. <laughs> <laughs> they literally took the lowest value things I had. Makes Why? Sense. And then they and then they and then they plugged up all the sinks in the bathroom and turned the faucet on. <laughs> the wet bandits. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Harry and Marv. Oh god, this is yeah, this is Harry and Marv Origins. Oh shit, is that those is that the two kids? Is it the two rowdy teens? This is Harry, Harry and Marv. Marv. Yes. We're establishing this. I don't know how this lines up with when Home Alone is released, but it's true now. This is in the dark episodes. It could occur unstuck in time. Yeah, okay, hold on. I'm going to look up exactly when Home Alone 1 was released. Because remember, they began... Ah, oh, shit. Okay, so Home Alone 1. Maybe these are their kids. Maybe these are the kids of Harry and Marv. I they refuse wanna... to accept that Joe Pesci is fucked. Well, no, I mean, he, maybe oh, it's Harry 1990. Okay, so Harry and Marv adopted some kids at, okay. together, and then they were like, well, how do we be like daddies? And it's, uh, we gotta steal things like them. And they, at this point, had been the sticky bandits, so they just put a bunch of honey on their hands and went and touched all the comics. <laughs> and Excellent idea for the happened. prequel. Disney has already bought the rights. You will be playing the part of Kevin McAllister's son. Oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> you have a bit part where you clap your hands on your face and say, ah, before you are shot by Joe Pesci. <laughs> the dream. We're going kind of dark on this remix. I'm not going to Finally, lie. making it in the big city. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, so they they get the comic and they're just like, fuck yeah. And then it cuts to Doug in his room, and he's laid out all his comics on the floor of his room. And they're just, like, all in a pile. And then this takes him into the fantasy zone, where he imagines Mano Steel Man holding him by the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. a joke. <laughs> It's not a joke. His hand is on Doug's crotch, and that's it. Now, I'm normally a comic book expert, but I don't know who Man of Steel Man's supposed to be. It's not Superman? <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh, you got me again. Set him up and knock him down. I, the reason I thought you were saying that was because you were like, yeah, because he's got a radiation symbol on his chest. And that means that he must have gotten his powers from something else, which is like a different superhero. <laughs> Your brain went way too many, uh, put way too much horsepower into that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this There is a brain hero in here, and that is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I meanwhile I'm the guy with the Jewish accent who just spins his arms around a bunch <laughs> classic Jim <sighs> well uh, Man of Steel Man carries Doug into their golden fortress in the sky where the other heroes are located it's almost certainly the other heroes that were mentioned at the beginning that being Human Cyclone Yo-Yo Girl and Brainwave Woman 
those three are there. They are the buddy. Oh, unfortunately, we do not see the Lumpy Squad featured. Lumpy Squad are the lower ground, keeping the entire floating sky fortress up and running. Right, yeah, the Lumpy Squad is like the engineers. That's the only reason this place survives. (laughs) The Lumpy Squad is like who Mano Steel Man draws his powers from. Lumpy Squad, give me extra power to my glorious glutes. I have to carry a small child up to our fortress in the sky by his nutsack. (laughs) Lumpy Squad, hear my call. (laughs) Surrender your souls to me. (laughs) I can't do the Wookiee noise. (laughs) They're like, oh man. (laughs) I'm never going to see my next birthday, man of steel, man. Oh man, Carrie Fisher's really high. <laughs> oh, God. Why did we let her in the Lumpy Squad? <laughs> oh man, did Mark Hamill get hit by a car? Oh, Mark Hamill did get hit by a car. I guess that explains that. <laughs> the narrator just narrates the next several pages of the comic as it's just their bodies slumping to the ground. <laughs> Jesus. That's what we should do the next podcast on is the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, yeah, that one will be 800 episodes. Just, yeah, just watch it at once a week, every week. <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah. no. What we do is we watch it in the same extent that we watch episodes of Doug. Like, we watch it 12 minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> just going to tell you, that first episode's going to be real rough. <laughs> oh, yeah, as as opposed to all the other ones of them. <laughs> I don't know, there's the part where uh, Chewbacca's dad starts jerking it. That's true. I guess, well, the first episode... This is not a joke. This happens in the Star Wars Christmas special. It's very good. I love it so much. I guess the first episode would probably be the one that has the most dialogue on in it because the narrator is telling all the characters that are that are in the show. (laughs) And also there's the little bit of Han Solo giving the briefest amount of setup. Harrison Ford realizing, oh, God, why did I agree to do this dumb Star Wars thing? Thank God this is the last time I'll have to do anything about it. (laughs) Oops, oops, oops. Oops, oops. So evidently, there was a uh, bit of a fun story about the film uh, <laughs> oh, of God. the uh, sequels, where uh, when Harrison Ford learned that he was finally going to be killed, he was just fucking ecstatic. Like oh, the damn. day that he was going to, the day that they were filming him being killed, he was just peppy as all hell because finally he could wash his hands of this garbage. Oh wow! <laughs> damn. <gasps> Well, speaking of all these uh, extremely good thoughts that we're thinking of right now, uh, Brainwave Woman says my favorite line in the episode. My massive brain has just detected a disturbance. (laughs) Someone Uh, somewhere is doing a podcast. (laughs) That was that was what. uh, So, dear reader, we at first almost did this episode on the wrong episode because on YouTube, episode 35 is actually episode 39. And uh, then suddenly I was like, wait, this is the wrong one. So this is this was me having my massive brain detecting a disturbance. Yes. (laughs) I watched the entire episode 39 and I was wondering why it was called Doug's Hot Property and did not put a single brain cell to work there. Same. I didn't realize it until I was looking up the author and then, or the, like the writer of the episode and then was like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Well, uh, Brainwave Woman uh, projects a like image of what is going on, what this massive disturbance that she's, she's detecting is. And it seems that somebody in town is just stealing everybody's clothes off them. <laughs> Super pervert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the biggest pervert in Bluffington is making everybody's clothes disappear. Isn't his name like Dr. Masturbator or something like that? Unfortunately, it's Dr. Master Snatcher. So, I, I mean, Same I guess thing. he could be snatching yeah. his junk. It's still a very awkward name. <laughs> yes, he's snatching his balls in ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy, I can't wait to snatch my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh boy! I, I can't get, wait to get home from work. Oh my God! Snatch my balls right into the toilet. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Well, that's what's happening in Bluffington right now. Uh, Doctor Master Snatcher is doing this. Uh, he is he is apparently the arch nemesis from issue 45 of Man of Steel Man and then uh after Doug says this all of the other heroes compliment Doug on knowing trivia <laughs> my dreams and <laughs> uh in the Simpsons the comic book guy, guy is a character to ridicule not to praise <laughs> <laughs> but Jim Jenkins really liked comic books growing up, and therefore, this particular bit of obsession is treated as something that is good and healthy and laudable. And so all his favorite characters get together and throw him a big party. Quite literally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Maybe Doug is Game Master Anthony. He'd be, he'd be he the right age. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Game Master Doug. Yes. Well, for his reward, uh, for Game Master Doug's reward, Mano Steelman flexes his pecs and then fires a ray out of the uh, atom that's on his chest at Doug, and it turns him into Buff Doug number one. Yeah, his uh, has he has the number he has a Superman logo on the chest on his chest, but instead of an S, it's the number one. So I conclude that this guy's name is PP Man. <laughs> it's the only sensible conclusion Number one baby His weakness is poo poo <laughs> Lord pee pee and Baron poo poo <laughs> yes, The yin and yang Balanced forever <laughs> In an eternal struggle Exactly Well the other name For pee pee man is Comic collector boy We're gonna call him pee pee man from now on I, yeah, I uh, agree with you. Comic Collector Boy is a very lame name and a very lame yes. set of powers, even though he's buff. As opposed to PP Man. Right, PP Man rules. What are PP Man controls an entire army of urine goblins. <laughs> what are his powers? Controlling an army of urine goblins mostly. Urine mostly for a surprise. Oh! <laughs> God, um, this is the writing you can expect from PP Man comics. <laughs> <laughs> PP Man Comics number one. Every episode is number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was only one episode ever made. 
<laughs> Curious there were actually times. eight, but they were all episode one. Right. No, no. What it was is that it was canceled after issue one, and they were like, no, that's what we meant to do artistically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh... So they 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 all fly off all of the heroes. Uh, I'm not quite sure why Yo-Yo Girl can fly, but that's fine. <laughs> sure uh, cares. They, yeah, they all they maybe momentum or something. Flight is one of those powers that superheroes just get on grounds that writers don't feel like explaining how they're going to get from point A to point B. Otherwise, of course, of course. Well, they fly off to go look for the the villain. And then this takes Doug back into the real world. They're uh, they're walking back to Sully's, and they see that it is closed on Saturday. Oh no! Why is it closed? There was a death in the family. <laughs> that might be it. Uh, they look in the they look in the windows though, and oh no! Comic number one is gone from the display case. And also, the rest of the place has been ransacked completely. But that's the important part, <laughs> right? <laughs> And Doug is like, it can't be the same one, can it? It's impossible. And Porkchop finds the newspaper and it says that the front page is the front page story is that a comic book was stolen. Nothing going on this week in Bluffington. Let's not leave to conclusions, he said, waiting for his dog to point at the newspaper. <laughs> His dog also reads the newspaper way faster than Doug does. Doug has to, like, oh, yeah. sound it out word by word. <laughs> well, now we go back into the fantasy zone, and the master pervert is now stealing books, too. And Mano Steel Man is like, oh, no, he's taken my number one book. Man Steel Man knows he's a comic book character, so this has now become a meta-universe. <laughs> Which, isn't it when characters do that, don't they become the most powerful superheroes? Yeah, historically. <laughs> Indeed. My god, I'm suddenly aware of the conventions of this universe, meaning it's literally impossible to kill me as long as I'm still moving product. I am invincible <laughs> now. <laughs> well, he's more or less a god, right? Because it's if he has worshippers, then people will follow, then then he can never die, right? Yeah. yeah. So this is, maybe this is a religion metaphor. <laughs> Yeah, truly, we are all gathered here to the Church of Man of Steel, man. Please open <laughs> yes. your uh, purchase guides to whichever the latest episode to purchase is. Yes. Please pay $1 for an episode of Man of Steel, man, online so you can do a podcast about it. <laughs> yes. Please make Mike pay $1 for all of us. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, Man of Steel Man is, is sad that his PP book was taken. This must be his hideous plan. Yes, once he snatches every comic book in the galaxy. He'll have total control of our superpowers. I have to step in here because <laughs> this part doesn't make sense. Like, okay. if you steal, the reason I have to I have to point this out is because it, this, in the second fantasy, the one after this, it does make sense. They say that if he has all the comic books, we have no past. But in this one, why the fuck would he get control of the superpowers if he has the comic books? Because he knows their weaknesses. Again, I guess. just the, the, the second fantasy got it right. <laughs> why didn't you just repeat it? 
<laughs> because that was that was when they had to make it deeper in the second one. They had to tell us the real physics behind it. God. Absolutely yeah. important to explain every little bit of the nuance of how superpowers work. This definitely doesn't ruin every single piece of media that that's a thing in. I like the second one. The one that they did it in the second time when they were like, if we don't have our comics, they don't have our past. Like, I thought that yes, was like yes, kind of cool. Good. That's good. They should have stuck with that. They should have stuck with that. Yeah, because what they did in this one is it's actually part of the reason why every time you stop to explain how this shit works, you are setting yourself up for trouble. Because unless there's one author who's keeping track of this stuff on a regular basis, there's going to come a point like, oh, I don't know, 15 seconds later in the episode when you decide, no, that thing I said before, that's stopping me from telling the story I want to tell. So now it works completely differently. Right. You're just completely (laughs) wasting everybody's effort. And also wasting the time of anyone who's trying to make sense of it. You have actively called attention to your own dumb bullshit. The midichlorians rule, more or less. Whoa, 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 Jim. Are you telling us that we're wasting our time right now trying to make sense of this? I'm saying that you invite people like us to look smart by pointing out that you're dumb, which should never under any circumstances be allowed as we are all gigantic dum-dums. Yeah, as brain girls' brain shrinks, ours expand. Yes. (laughs) As you've, like, if you're going to explain it, keep the explanation consistent and don't rewrite it every time. Uh, but it'd be really convenient if I gave you the ability to work around it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they did it because they just wanted to show Brain Girl's brain shrinking. Because it was, that's why her powers are going away. And look at that, it's physical evidence. As you take comic <laughs> books away, people get stupider. I will not explain. Yes, I believe you inherently. Well, the master pervert flies off with the propeller cap on his head as Yo-Yo Girl tries to reach for him and can't do it. Yo-Yo Girl's powers are still functioning at peak efficiency because Yo-Yos are always kind of underwhelming. (laughs) Yes. Well, Doug and Skeeter, they they come out of this fantasy, and Doug and Skeeter are like, wait, we gotta find those cool high school guys to see if they stole it. And they can't do it, because they only remember that they were cool older guys wearing sunglasses. And that's what everyone at the mall is dressed like. I mean, what are they gonna ask? Because they're just gonna be like, did you steal this? What what answer do they want? (laughs) That is what they were gonna gonna do. Yes, and then they're gonna beat you up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then they were going to say, hey, give it back to us or we'll beat you up. <laughs> and then the dog would go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's admit to a crime. Right. That sounds good. Or they'd say, nah, we didn't steal it. And then Doug would go, okay. And then he would not ask Moving any more on. questions. <laughs> His guilt would be fully assuaged. Yeah, that's that's probably what he wanted. Probably. Just one of these teens to lie to him. Uh-huh, Gen- yep. Sweet, gentle lies. That's, that is what he does, because he asks his dad to tell him lies later. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Doug then, he, like, goes to back to Mr. Sully's store, and he's like, if only I could tell Mr. Sully about this, I'm sure he could tell me that it wasn't, that the one I have isn't the stolen one. I'm sure he'd tell me it was just a coincidence. And then Mr. Sully comes over, and Doug runs away. <laughs> There is one important part to this section, though. Uh, Did you guys pause the video as it was scrolling past the stores next door to Mr. Sully's store? No. I remember sports and... What was it? 
Sports and Spuds? What the hell was it? Yeah, that one's across the street. But right next door to Mr. Sully's store is McDonough's Donuts. And if we recall, Mr. Sleech is in his dossier that the the Sleech twins wrote up. The one thing that wasn't blotted out in the classified dossier was McDonough. So this is either Mr. This is probably Mr. Sleech's rival, right? Like this is who this is like the donut person that he's trying to like upseat, right? Or it's his employer, one of the two. It could be, hmm. But um, yeah, I guess it could be. I guess, But why would they write that in his dossier? I guess they could say that this is his job. Yeah, he has a <laughs> job. It. We assure you, he works at for McDonough. McDonald's. Shit. McDonald's. This is McDonald's. Yes, McDonald's, McDonald's donuts. does donuts in Bluffington. There's no time yes. to think why. <laughs> yes. Well, damn. Also next door, there is a, a a sign that says Cat Alley, private, don't dump. <laughs> don't tell me where I can dump. I'm an American. <laughs> don't you cat Alley this. is where you go to get your local fill of cat penis and cat penis accessories. There's no dumping allowed in the Cat Alley, though. <laughs> I, I will dump where I please. Not you gotta go inside a McDonald's donuts to dump. You can't dump an alley. Yeah, there you go. Legally you can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Doug decides that it would be a great idea that he has to ask his dad instead. And Doug approaches Dad, who is reading a newspaper, with the front page story being that the comic book thief is still at large. And it has a picture of of the comic book store owner being consoled by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Doug gives a very awkward speech to his dad. Yeah, I wrote down the whole speech because I think it's very uh, like important the way he phrases it. He says, there's this kid, right? And he's got a hold of this this thing, right? And later this kid finds out that, well, maybe this thing that he's wanted for so long may be a, a bad thing. Well, it's a good thing. It's really great. But it may be bad. Uh-huh. And whatever that thing is, he didn't do the bad thing. Somebody else did. Doug, who did you get pregnant? Right, exactly. This is definitely Doug, like, saying that he got someone pregnant, or he's talking about, like, jerking off or something like that, right? Doug, did you and Roger finally consummate your union? (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's coming out about, uh, wanting Roger, right? Look, look, I'm not gay, I just sucked his dick. Right, yeah, no. I didn't do the bad thing, it was somebody else who did it. It was he got a, (laughs) he got a hold of this thing, right? (laughs) and he finds out that he's wanted it for so long but it might be a bad thing (laughs) oh boy (laughs) and he goes well it's a good thing but it might be bad please give me permission daddy (laughs) daddy please please absolve me for whatever weird crime I have committed And I think this is shown that this is kind of what he's talking about. Because at this statement, Doug's dad folds up the newspaper, stands up, leans over Doug and goes, which thing are we talking about here? Just imagine <laughs> the terror that is in Phil's brain at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like oh, oh God. God, which of the many, many possible things could my son have done? And then, um, well, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> He's like, wait, did you destroy the funny five? <laughs> you didn't put the mask on, did you, Douglas? <laughs> yeah, you wanted that bad thing. We locked that away for a reason. <laughs> Oh, God. That's even worse than jacking off, Doug. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Doug says, well, the most important thing in the whole world. And he bought it fair and square. No. Uh, No, he did not buy it fair and square. He swindled swindled those teens. (laughs) Yes. He swindled some criminals. Yes. But Mr. Funny is like, Well, if it's fair and square... You mean he should keep it? Well, if it's fair and square... Thanks, Dad. You're the best. Yahoo! Yeah, as long as it was equitably traded for who gives a (laughs) shit what you did. Yeah. Interesting moral there, Mr. Funny. To me, I think he likes it just because it rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, Phil, you know how we'd always have those rhyming uh, morals during the Funny Five episode? That's like what every bit of advice he has is. And the reason why he starts to trust Doug is because he's like, wait, fair and square? Ooh, that rhymes. Suck and fuck? (laughs) Well, that's a suck and fuck. Oh, yeah, that's that's a bad thing that's also good. <laughs> I like the idea that he's one of those people who was instantly won over, but from, like, was one of those people who just passively homophobic until the day that somebody said, being gay is okay. And he's just like, oh, <laughs> never mind, it rhymes. It must be right now. Wait, is that a thing? Like, once it rhymes, people were cool with it? No. No, but it's oh. definitely true for him. <laughs> God damn, you guys trick me every episode. <laughs> Man, it'd be great if convincing people that stupid things are stupid was that easy. Yeah. (laughs) If only we had magic rhymes. If only you could uh, jingle your keys in front of other people and trick them in addition to me. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, listen to the podcast. It's good, actually. Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, they, they got Doug is like hooting and hollering. He runs off to go tell Skeeter about how sick it was that his dad said that he should keep the comic. And Skeeter is like, what a cool dad. You really said you should keep something you stole? <laughs> <laughs> and Doug is like, hey, I bought it fair and square. Again. Not fair and square. <laughs> no, he swindled those fuckers. <laughs> the free market put its imprimatur on this action, therefore it is okay. I am a sovereign dug on the land. The flag <laughs> has a gold fringe. Am I being detained? <laughs> right. <laughs> I bought it with real American dollars and or issues of Lumpy Squad. <laughs> Before we had Bitcoin, all we had was issues of Lumpy Squad. Indeed. (laughs) We should check the value of Lumpy Squad on an hour-to-hour basis. (laughs) During the process of transacting anything involving Lumpy Squad, you may end up having to pay two to three times more. Right. Oh, man. Well, they, they roll up to Sully's store again, and it appears that it is open now. But they currently have a only one kid under 18 admitted at a time policy. It's posted on the door. And there's a massive line of kids out waiting to get in. 
And he also has two guards with a turnstile and a security camera, like set up uh, to, to guard this place now. It sure is the 90s, huh, folks? <laughs> Mr. Sully's an asshole. Yeah, he, now he's Mr. Surly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, like, yeah. if you put, if the Man Steel Man 1 wasn't for sale, why was it on display? <laughs> to, so Just to show brag. off in his little nerd dungeon. Kinda. Also, let's be real here. Like, it's a comic book shop, and I don't think Magic the Gathering has been invented yet, so. <laughs> it has, really actually. Com- yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> if it had been invented yet, then he really should have made the jump already, because that's what keeps comic shops afloat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, his his only pride and joy was the Man of Steel Man comic. He doesn't even care that, like, everything else he was stolen, everything right? everything else. He's <laughs> literally everything. And he even, he even hired guards that weren't the two regular goon guys. These are different people. Professionals. <laughs> Yeah, he actually got real professional guards, not just like uh, secret police of the bluff. The two extra characters. Right? Yes. Well, uh, it shows that he he go he finally Doug gets into the store, and he goes to talk to him, and yeah, he turns out that every comic in the entire store has been lifted. They all got lifted. I'll either buy something or leave so the next greedy kid can come in and snoop around. Way to work that sales angle, buddy. And, like, what are they going to buy if all their comics have been stolen? Yeah, what are they waiting to come in to see? Are they here to get used books? I think so. Or just to hang out. Hard to believe that video games ate this man's entire livelihood, huh? (laughs) Or they're just coming in to get verbally abused by this guy. Oh, well, this sends us back into the fantasy. And unfortunately, it seems that Dr. Master Snatcher has escaped. There's no hope. That entire plot line just kind of fizzles out. (laughs) Yeah, all the heroes are dying on some clouds. Piss on us, PP man. (laughs) Give us your magical golden stream. It's the only thing that will help. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I hate it. Ooh. <laughs> it appears. Yeah, because they say, and this is where they say the line. There's no hope, comic collector boy. Without the comic books, we have no past. And without a past, we don't exist. <laughs> and I like that line. That makes comic book sense. That makes comic book sense. And that's it, what they should have been the entire sense. time. <laughs> it's a cool premise. And it's also, I did read a pretty neat thing recently uh, just on the subject of there is something very weird that happens when people don't think they have a past. They just absolutely fabricate some really weird ass shit to believe in it. Like, There is a, the classic example of this is Lord of the Rings, because Lord of the Rings was written by a guy who was really worried that as far as he could tell, British people didn't have a culture. (laughs) To us, of course, that sounds absolutely psychotic. Of course, there's a British culture. It's mostly centered around being miserable, alcoholic, and hurting yourself. But hello, governor. (laughs) And hello, governor. That's the culture. Someone next to Tolkien didn't. (laughs) Tolkien didn't see that Tolkien thought that his people didn't have a past and so damn it he was going to write them a past 
And that's what Lord of the Rings was supposed to be in his head. Of course, this is nonsense, but it is a thing people do when they feel like they don't have a past. They get kind of weird and unmoored and come up with some fantastical nonsense because it's better to believe something than to just say, well, I'm here, now what? That's what led to that famous Sauron ring of, ah, someone nicked me ring, mate. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, British people are orcs. They're the orcs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're horrible, disgusting, speak exclusively in cockney rhyming slang, crave a strong daddy eyeball to beat the shit out of them. And uh, if we have any British listeners, well, I congratulate you on figuring out how a phone works. Oh, my God. This is an anti-Anglo podcast. This has been decided. I agree. Please uh, join our, follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Also that. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Enjoy every single one of you who subscribes. Trust me, if you're listening to us, you're one of the good ones. (laughs) Oh my God, Jim. Oh shit. Oi, someone nicked me comic books. (laughs) Time to separate from the comics union. This metaphor wasn't very good at the start, and it's already gotten away from me. Chip, chip, cheerio. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they, so while these heroes are writing their own past, they're like, we don't have a past. Mr. Why do you still have your powers, Mr. PP Man? <laughs> and they say it's because he still has issue number one. And Doug is like, I didn't steal it, though. And they go, we know. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. That's exactly what happens. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He has issue number one. But I didn't steal it. I bought it fair and square. We know. Goodbye, comic collector boy. (laughs) You're a good boy, Mr. Pee-Pee Man. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye. (laughs) please carry on our legacy into the future of whatever it is we do yes stopping pervert failing to stop perverts (laughs) just kind of being there and being kind of interesting designs yes well uh doug comes out of this fantasy uh and he has the comic out of his backpack now he's been carrying it around with him everywhere And he pulls it out and he holds it up to Sully. And Sully freaks out. And he's just like, hey, where'd you get that shit? And then he believes Doug when he tells him that he didn't take it. And he's suddenly amped again. He's cool. Everything's fine. Yeah, he dismantles the security state that he's created. (laughs) Okay, kid, where'd you get it? I bought it fair and square from two high school guys. I didn't know that it was yours. Will you believe me, don't you? Eric? Norman? Get rid of all these signs. Well, I spent all this money on this shit, but who gives a shit? Now that I have my one comic book back, all of my fears about people stealing shit are gone. Right. He immediately fires the two guards that he hired that day. It's like you're not getting your pension, buddy. (laughs) Guess not. He fires them and let, uh, lets all the kids back in. And then, wait a minute, he gives all the kids a free copy of Lumpy Squad. Mm. But wait, I thought they took all the comic books. If you got another shipment. 
Or maybe Lumpy Squad is like an autobiography series. <laughs> maybe it's a I kind of expected though when they first revealed Lumpy Squad that it was going to turn out to be like uh, Doug and Skeeter's home published comic and then be like, oh God. <laughs> About the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> yes, the most uh, thrilling moment of their young lives. <laughs> yes. It amazes me that they didn't figure out a way to work Quail Man into this. Right? Yeah, it seems like a real no-brainer. Like, I can't believe that they didn't, like, why would Doug not imagine himself as Quail Man? He's and instead, Man. Ma- he wants to be Pee Man. <laughs> I'm imagining myself as an actual good superhero. You know, the ones that I absolutely despise in every Quail Man episode? <laughs> right, the ones who use their powers. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Doug figures that, uh, only having the other 99 issues was nothing to be ashamed of. It is, Doug. It is. Yes. As For a comic reasons. book collector, absolutely. <laughs> Get out yeah. of this pit while you still can. <laughs> well, then Doug imagines, to close it out, he imagines hanging out with the heroes at their swimming pool. And that he doesn't have his powers anymore. And he's just relegated to being Man of Steel Man's servant. <laughs> the perfect superhero. He's, he just looks like regular Doug, and he just hands comic books to Man of Steel Man who wants to read about himself. <laughs> you have issue number 65 over there. I can't wait to see what happens to me next. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I get to live on a golden palace in the sky. That's not the worst gig. I always thought about that, like, uh, in Justice League Unlimited, the people in, like, just, like, the janitors in the watchtower. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the orbiting space station of justice. And, like, who runs the cafeteria? They're just, like, cleaning coffee grounds out of the pipes. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Batman, stop putting your coffee grounds in the sink. (laughs) Fuck. There's a sign. (laughs) Flash, Flash, could you please stop blowing out the toilets? (laughs) Martian Manhunter, every time you pass through a wall, it leaves awful goop. When uh, Superman takes a piss, the stream just, like, shoots right through the toilet. (laughs) He has to have a specifically built toilet that it doesn't... He's got a titanium toilet, like a little bit of kryptonite, just to make him a little bit weak. One incredibly horrifying engineer has built a complicated structure to... uh, Stasis, Superman's piss, so it can be used as javelins from, uh, like, basically rods from God. Right, they turned it into, like, rail guns that fire out from the, uh, the station. Yes, the real pee-pee, man. <laughs> Superman, we're under attack. Here, you need to drink eight Red Bulls immediately. Superman. <laughs> we need this so much right now. The only thing that can save Mars is if you if you just get really wasted right now. Just have to piss so bad. It's like, you know, I could just fly over there and just punch like him. No! <laughs> no! We can't risk Pee-pee. it. Superman. There's probably some kind of kryptonite something. Oh I God. haven't looked into the details. It's got to be the piss shotgun. And he has to have that specific toilet because before they built it, he was just like creating vacuum holes in the station. <laughs> <laughs> just sucking out all the engineers. 
Oh god! Why is this position open? This seems like a great job. You must have a hard like. Oh no! A lot harder the hiring process. Oh no! (laughs) What does it say? My predecessor was lost in a piss-related suit puncture. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, It's a living. (laughs) Oh my god! Who pays us? Batman's like, stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. Yes. Do you want the job or not? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you ever dreamed of living in space, you little nerd? <laughs> Look, if you're very, very good, we you might one day see one of us briefly. <laughs> You might one day get to change the Flash's diaper. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well. This episode got into more weird fetish territory than I honestly anticipated. But, you know. I will give this episode. I'll give this episode one credit. I think they actually do stick the moral here, as like weird and convoluted as like the the plot is now. How many like glaring discrepancies it has. I still think it's they 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 came up with a moral, which is like even if you don't like do the stealing yourself, you should still return things that have been stolen, and then they do it. So yeah, it's true. They the moral for once is solid. Yeah, they actually stick it. Like, and they they have tension of should I, shouldn't I? They give the pluses and the minuses, Mm -hmm. and then they choose the right choice. Yeah, they did it. It's wild, (laughs) and there is a reward. Easily one of the top episodes of Doug. Yeah, (laughs) well, good shit, and I hated it. Good thing I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's your collection. That stain is going to be on your soul forever. Well, the final line of uh. The this episode is Mano Steelman telling Doug that he forgot his name and he doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> and, and Doug telling Mano Steelman to be careful with the covers on his comic book. What was your real name again? Call me Doug. Just Doug. Just be careful with the cover. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> In conclusion, oh. um... Pee-pee man flies again. <laughs> Pee-pee man flies again. Yes. The true hero uh, was Pee-pee man. I All really... Right. Tell me that this one doesn't come back. Who? Pee-pee man? I assume he doesn't. No, there's no way. <laughs> there's okay, no way. thank God. But we'll see. Oh, man. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. You're in, folks. It's piss.